From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and with me this week, I have the newest addition to Potomac Fund Management, Dan Russo. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Manish. How are you? Doing great. Dan is the first-time offender here on the Conquer Risk Podcast. Glad to have you on. Uh, I just want to lay the groundwork and and let everyone know about why we brought Dan on board and and where we're going with this, quote-unquote, new silo of Potomac. Uh, You know, we offer products to financial advisors, whether that be through model portfolios or our direct TAMP. Uh, there's a lot of people that ask us about research. They want to uh, know what we're thinking, trades we're looking at, things like that. And so we, we wanted to create something uh, that was a, a silo or a business inside Potomac called Research by Potomac, where we would provide this thought leadership out there. But it's different because we're also managing money. It's easy to provide research and then never actually do anything about it. Um, but the, the 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 sauce really there is when you actually have real assets attached to that research. And so we were looking for the right person to bring on board. Funny enough, the power of things like Twitter and social media uh, is how I first met Dan following his work. I was on his newsletter chain. Uh, and and we got to know each other and decided this is a, a good move forward. So Dan, quickly uh, tell us about yourself and, and your history, and then we'll, we'll dive into a couple points that I know we wanted to cover. Yeah, sure, happy to. Uh, so my history in this business goes back a long ways. I've actually started as a summer intern on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange when I was 16 years old, between junior and senior year of high school. So kind of grew up in this business, you know, love the trading aspect. Uh, recognized kind of what was going on with technology and the kind of the disintermediation of the human trader, if you will, and transitioned off the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange onto an institutional sales and trading desk. And that's really where I got my first kind of look uh, at what institutional research looks like. Um, my clients that I covered were mostly hedge funds and, and mutual funds in the New York area. And, you know, kind of talking to them about fundamental research and, and ideas and <clears throat> actually toyed with getting a CFA uh, at one point. And as I kind of went down that road, realized it wasn't for me, came across the CMT uh, designation and and jumped all over that. That made a lot of sense to me given my trading background. And it was a way for me to differentiate myself, right? So kind of melding fundamental work that our analysts were doing with with a technical overlay. I did that for 10 years and then switched over to the content side where I had the opportunity to write research every day uh, as the chief market strategist uh, of a quantitative uh, equity research firm. I uh, did that for three years, liked uh, the content creation and, and writing and idea generation side of things. And then as you said, kind of through Twitter, uh, following each other, uh, saw that there was an opportunity here at Potomac and you know reached out to you. And like you said, it kind of was a fit. Perfect. And so we at Potomac are big believers that the future of asset management is content and transparency. And that is the rationale behind research by Potomac. The old guard wants to send out wholesalers. The old guard wants to have one page PDFs that never change. The new guard, which I think we're a part of, the Kathy Woods of the world, the people who are going to say, look, we're going to be transparent. We're going to tell you all our research. We're going to put it out there for free um, and you consume it wherever you would like. 
and, and, and learn about us that way. You want to use us, fine. You don't, fine. There's no skin off our back. We're just trying to educate and provide content. Content is greater than sales. And that's why we launched Research by Potomac. And so there's key points within Research by Potomac in terms of how we're going to deliver that content. One of those things is a daily note. Uh, literally, we are going to wake up each morning and give you a synopsis uh, on, on the market following a certain cadence. We're not just going to barf up content based on the headlines or based on what we're feeling that morning. We want to follow a certain cadence. And while I plan on totally participating in this note, uh, Dan is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. So, Dan, why don't we break down your Monday through Friday cadence uh, and, and what you're going to do repeatedly, consistently with the daily note? Yeah, sure. So. I'm a big believer in kind of keeping the note consistent from week to week, not so much day to day, but week to week. Uh, so every Monday, I start the week off with a high level overview of what's happening in markets across the world and across asset classes. So not just focused on the S&P 500, like a lot of people like to do, you know, focusing on the different markets here within the US, whether it's the NASDAQ, whether it's uh, the Russell 2000 for small caps, get a sense for where is leadership, where is participation, and then take that further by looking at fixed income, looking at commodities and currencies as well. So Monday, big picture, macro overview of everything that's happening. I'm a big believer in relative strength, right? Like nothing drives me more crazy when people just talk about the market, quote unquote. Well, what is the market? The market is made up one sector, one level down, the market's made up of 11 different sectors. And within those different sectors, some are leading, some are lagging. So on Tuesdays, we look at sector relatives, who's outperforming, who's underperforming, and where are the potential shifts taking place. Wednesdays, kind of a midweek update on what's happening, uh, as well as some sentiment work, get a sense for if things are too frothy or if everybody's kind of running for the hills. Thursdays, uh, we're big believers in market breadth. Uh, what does participation look like, you know, for confirmation purposes? It's one thing to be in an uptrend, but if fewer and fewer stocks are going up, we want to be aware of that. And then Friday, I look at key themes and relationships from an intermarket perspective, whether it's, you know, something like copper and gold, whether it's something like small caps versus large caps, or, you know, even, you know, for interest rates, what's happening in the real estate market relative to banks, things of that nature, to get a sense of what's going on and where the trends could be shifting. And the reason I like that cadence, and it's something I've done for over three years now, is because I think the biggest opportunities and the biggest risks, quite frankly, are the shifts that start to happen at the margin that nobody's talking about, right? So if you just kind of sporadically throw ideas out there and you're not consistently looking at the same things over time, you could miss something. So by looking at you know, sector relatives every Tuesday, we can get a sense for when things are happening as close to real time as possible. So that's the, the rationale. And I think you brought up a great point of not getting caught up uh, in the headlines, right? Everybody was going crazy yesterday about the proposed capital gains tax increases. Uh, at no point in my note today did I type the words capital gains tax. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you, you, you uh, sent me a message and said, look like Biden, uh, you know, made the market puke all over itself. And my response was, what? Like, what are you talking about? Because I, I don't even look at the market intraday. Don't get me wrong. There's times where I have to peek at it for whatever reason, right? If, if there's a trade we want to look at, things like that. But on a day-to-day -day basis, I just, it, there's no point, right? You know, we do our work, overnight data comes in, you know, we do the work in the morning and then and we go about our day. Uh, and I think that's really important because, you know, it's, it's, it proves that there's a process in place. Uh, having that well, there's cadence. a process in place, but at the same time, that comes down to your time frame, right? You, 
you don't have to look at the market day to day if that's not your time frame. You know, if you're a day trader, then by all means, you know, have your one minute bar charts up and watch every tick. So I think time frame is really important and well, like, sticking I, to a I time frame. It, well, every argument when it comes to the market can probably be solved with you disclosing your time frame. Um, because one asset class That's may, right. may, may, may stink over a certain period, but if you're looking at it, you know, uh, 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 an hour time frame, it's a different conversation. So yeah, that, that that's a great point. Well, and I realistically, think of it. Go think ahead. of it this way: all three of these things could be true at the same time. The S and P five hundred could be in a secular uptrend, in an, but flat in the intermediate term, and down in the short term. And all three of those things can be right at the same time. Like that, they can all be taking place right now, or at a moment in time. And three different people with three different time frames can stand in a room and yell at each other. Correct. And it also depends on when you started, right? If you, if you start an invest night, in an investment and we're in an uptrend and you immediately get 10% drawdown, you know, you're not going to be as, as staunch of a believer that we're in an uptrend. So everything everything is dependent and relative on, on time frame and a lot of things. So um, one thing with, with the note I, I want to point out, and then I'll jump into kind of the, the indicator video uh, that, that, that I'll be producing is that you know, when it comes to sector relatives, intermarket analysis, breadth, these things are built into the way we trade. We're not just talking about things. These things are part of our indicators. And so with that being said, I want to talk about the video that, that I'm going to produce, which will be internal uh, to our clients and prospects, um, something that we're not going to necessarily put in the public blog as of now, where I go over the different composite systems we have. So conceptually, we take individual stock market indicators and systems that frankly can be used on their own and we combine them into composite systems. The best way to explain it is a, it's, a, it's a checks and balances system where you might have an early warning signal, you know, give a sell and something else comes in and says, uh-uh-uh, you know, we're going to stay in or we're going to get back in the market based on a, a, a totally unrelated and maybe uncorrelated system. And so, what, what I'm going to do, I said weekly when I started, but frankly, like shit happens, life happens, and, and, and uh, it's just going to when the system changes. When there's enough data to report, it's a quick, you know, eight to ten minute video talking about some themes. A lot of times I'm just recapping your work um, and, and talking about some, some changes in the, in the indicators. Uh, and, and that will go out, um, you know, ad hoc, try to do it weekly, but, but we'll see. Um, I know you've you've seen a couple of those. Uh, that's something that that I work on independently after conversations with you, of course. Uh, any thoughts on on that uh, on that video? Yeah, number one, I, I think transparency is is really important. Um, but I also think it's important not to waste people's time. Um, so, kind of forcing a video. You, you said life happens, but sometimes sometimes nothing happens in the market, right? You can go through periods of time where there's just nothing happening. So to kind of force yourself into a video once a week to get on there and, and say nothing, like nothing's changed and try to figure out how to fill the other seven and a half minutes uh, is not a ton of value add. So I think kind of looking at it uh, from the perspective of when things change, uh, that's important. Uh, transparency, obviously really important. Just giving people a sense that, you know, what, what we're writing every day is being implemented in, in how we manage money, I, I think that that's, uh, that's super important as well. And it just gives you a, a kind of a firsthand look of, of what we're doing. You know, if we're, you know, if I'm talking about what's happening on a sector relative basis, you can bet that you and I are talking about it as well and, and seeing how it's impacting the different systems that we're using and, and thinking about what, what changes, if any, 
should be made to to the portfolio uh, as well. And I think you brought up a great point of you know kind of using a, a composite system where the indicators can be used by themselves, but when you kind of put them together in checks and balances, I like the phrase you know good alone better together. So um, that that to me was you know when we were talking um, prior to me coming on uh, was something that I found really interesting that I don't think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people just try to find that one magic bullet, right? Find that one indicator that's going to be right 95% of the time, set it and forget it, and that, that just doesn't exist. So that composite system um, is, is really interesting. Yeah, I, we've, I've spent my career testing these things, and I will say with certainty that every single stock market system ever created eventually blows up. Uh, and because no bear markets are the same, no declines are the same, and so you have to vary uh, the systems you use and how you use them together. Uh, and, and so that's why I've always been on record saying the holy grail of, of money management is the use of uh, uncorrelated systems uh, to tell you the story. And, you know, we had a podcast with, with JC um, last week where, you know, things like, you know, credit spreads and, and, and lumber gold and whatever it is, these things, I get these questions all the time. Like I, we have a, a commodity and 30-year um, treasury uh, indicator. It has nothing to do with the stock market per se for most people. Um, but there's there's things there. There's data there. There's golden data there that you can extract and test and then and then use together. Um, and so, you know, back to the content story. I think we're, we we want to vary this, right? So you have a daily written note. You have a weekly or biweekly video that's internal. And the missing piece there was okay. Well, let's do an external video. And we recently decided. Uh, I don't know if you you were saw that tweet uh, chain, but we're trying to find a title for uh, a monthly show that Dan and I are going to do. It It might be live stream. We have to make sure that we're on the same page with that. Uh, it, it may be pre-recorded, but essentially we're going to sit down and we're going to go through our favorite, I don't know, Dan, 10 or 15 charts, whatever we feel like is worthwhile, um, and, and just have open conversations back and forth. And, and this is it. None of this is planned or produced. We want to be able to communicate to everyone what we're looking at and just put the camera up to record it. That's the plan. Um, and I know you're on board with with uh, with the monthly. How, what, do, what do you think we should do there? Like, you know, pick our top 10 charts. Do you want to do uh, a compilation of what you do during the daily note? Um, any idea? Yeah, I think um, there's always something to talk about, right, to some degree. Um, you brought up intermarket relationships and things like that. So kind of whatever's timely is, is what we should be talking about. I think, uh, you know, whether it's top 10 charts, top five charts, you know, the, the number doesn't really matter, you know, as long as it's timely and, and, and value add, uh, certainly something that, that we should be talking about, but, you know, just kind of, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. It would almost be as if, you know, we were sitting on a, on a trading desk together and sat next to each other or sat across from each other and was like, hey, are you looking at this? Do you see what's happening over here with, you know, semiconductors right now? And, you know, by the way, when semiconductors are outperforming the market, that tends to be a leading indicator for the market in general. And, you know, do you see semiconductors breaking out? Like, like just those are real time conversations. Like I said, I spent 10 years sitting on a desk and those are the types of conversations that I had with people all day long. Just like somebody sees something, they're like, hey, do you see this? This is important you know, we should be talking about it. This has to be on people's radar screens. So um, to me, that's how I would envision it playing out, almost as if we were sitting next to each other and I looked at you and said, hey, do you see this breakout in in real estate? You know, why is real estate breaking out if, if the market's in an uptrend? We should probably be paying attention to that or looking at seeing how that's impacting uh, the bigger system. So that to me is just kind of what's happening now. 
in real time. Perfect. Well, just to wrap this, uh, this uh, section up before we go to recommendations, I, I want to reiterate, this is, this is not a hobby. Uh, we are not a newsletter company. Uh, this is a department of Potomac that we are going to continually beef up. We are going to create an institutional research arm of Potomac that not only drives our decision-making, uh, but also educates all of not only our clients, but anyone out there. You know, I tweeted this the other day. We have people signing up from Ameriprise and Merrill Lynch and all these places. They're never going to be clients of ours where they're located, but we don't care. You know, we're putting out the content. We're going to continue to hire uh, CMTs only. So if you're a CFA, don't uh, don't apply. Sorry, Dan. Um, I'm allergic to CFAs. That's my going joke. Um, and and we're going to build out this department uh, led by myself and Dan, and 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 take the research seriously in a transparent fashion for all of the advisors we work with. And that's the goal of Research Potomac. And this is just day one. I'm super excited and pumped about it because I've I've always wanted to put this out there, but you know there's only so much one person can do. Um, so we definitely want to continue and, and build out this. Uh, this part of Potomac. Um, all right. I think that's good. Recommendations. I know this is your first podcast. We always do a recommendation, just random stuff. What's going on in your life? All right. So having watched these podcasts for a while, I kind of knew this was coming. So in fairness, I had one prepared. Um, TRX suspension, suspension straps. Uh, what are these? Uh, basically, you drill them into the ceiling if you have some spare room in your house and you can use them to work out. Straps hang down, they have handles. Uh, you can get a complete workout and you don't feel like going back to the gym. Obviously, when the gym shut down last year, these things were a lifesaver, uh, having them in my home. Even now with gyms reopen, I probably don't go back as much um, as I was previous. Uh, shoot downstairs in the basement. Uh, jump on the straps, get a solid workout in in a half hour, and then uh, get on with my day. Torture straps. That's what they're called. Torture no, straps. not really. Yeah. I remember working out with someone back in my soccer days, and they did. They had a whole TRX workout, and I was kind of giggling about it, right? Because if you're an, an athlete who spends his time doing weights, like, what the hell are straps going to do? Um, and and they're, it's amazing. What, uh, you can get as creative as you want. Yeah, with just body weight. But all right, cool. So, um, my recommendation this week is a new miniseries on HBO called Wall Street, W-A-H-L. And it's following uh, Mark Wahlberg, who, you know, historically has always been that guy that's, you know, wakes up at 2 a.m., gets his workout, great dad, you know, great husband. And then he has like five or six different businesses. So sometimes you need motivation as a business owner to, and, and, and you get it from these things. Defiant Ones is another my, one of my favorite ones, um, the Jimmy Iovine, Doc, uh, Dr. Dre documentary. And I think Wall Street is up that alley in terms of you know, motivation and, and wanting to, to do better as, a, as everything, as a business owner and a father and a, and a husband. So I think uh, I think I recall if it's six episodes total, it doesn't take that long to get through on, on HBO Max. And so that's, uh, that's what I have. Anything else on your mind going on these days, Dan, that you want to get off your chest? No, just really excited to be here, really excited to be, uh, you know, publishing, publishing every day and, you know, kind of being part of the team, I, you know, obviously I was paying attention to, to what you were doing following along on social media. So when I saw that opportunity that you were looking to hire somebody in this role, like I said, I, you know, I jumped all over it. I reached out to you as soon as I saw it. So I'm really excited to be here, looking forward to, uh, to everything that we have planned. So that's, that's kind of it. Just happy to be aboard. 
Yeah, we're welcome to have you. This is ground floor, like I said. We got a lot of big things planned. So to everyone out there, thank you. Um, there's a lot of humble pie going around Potomac because you guys are making uh, these YouTube numbers uh, go through the roof. So we appreciate you. We just crossed 25,000 listens on the podcast. It's a huge accomplishment for just a couple knuckleheads who started this with a Logitech webcam. Uh, so we appreciate you. Please go subscribe. Uh, like if you do like it. If you don't like it, you know, don't do anything. Just leave. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.